So I'm thinking about selling my home. I log on to Zillow and it says my home is worth $350,000. That sounds pretty good, but my neighbor's house sold for a lot more. Why? So I checked into having a swimming pool installed and it will cost me $50,000. Will that pool raise the value of my home $50,000? Does having pets in my home raise the value or lower the value of my home? What about cigarette smoke smell? Worn carpets, unkept yard, do these things impact the actual value of my house and can I do anything to increase the value of my home quickly? I'm Eric Hutchinson and I'm the principal broker and owner of Hutchinson Realty. Welcome to episode seven of Real Estate Talk for Northwest Arkansas. I have my usual real estate colleagues with me today. Hey friends, why don't you go around and introduce yourself and we'll get things started. Hello everyone, my name is Cole Eady. I'm a realtor here with Hutchinson Realty, and me and my wife have lived here for a little over five years, and I've been a realtor for almost a year now. Hi, my name is Sandy Wellesley, and I'm an executive broker here at Hutchinson Realty, and I've been in the real estate industry for 23 years now. Hey guys, this is becoming a regular thing. It's really kind of good to see you guys and do this again. So before we get into our topics, which I think are really interesting topics, before we do that, Cole, why don't you give us a little update about what's going on in Northwest Arkansas and our housing market? Thank you so much, Eric. All right, so we'll start with uh, Fayetteville first. Fayetteville has 198 homes for sale, 83 are new, 115 are resale. The median uh, list price is 461000 and the price per square foot is $210. Next, we will do Springdale. Springdale has 119 homes for sale, 24 are new, 95 are resale, and the median list price is 480000 and the price per square foot is $194. Next, we will do Rogers. Rogers has 126 homes for sale, 26 are new, and 100 are resale. The median list price is $549,000, and the price per square foot is $217. Next, we will do Bentonville. Bentonville has 195 homes for sale, 94 are new, and 101 are resale. The median list price is $499,000, and the price per square foot is $205. And finally, we will do Bella Vista. Bella Vista has 179 homes for sale, 106 are new, and 73 are resale. The median list price is $399,000, and the price per square foot is $201. And with all five, five towns combined, there is 817 homes for sale. Last month, there was 842. We have 333 new and 484 resale. And the median list price is 460000 and the price per square foot is going at $205. Thanks so much, Cole. So uh, what what is the obvious, uh, Captain Obvious, what, what's going on with our inventories? We, uh, we have very low inventory, and it's going down. <laughs> yeah, which is really kind of odd. Uh, we're in spring. We're headed towards summer. I mean, we're in May here, and just, just next week, I think we're in May. So... Uh, man, we should be increasing those inventories, but as soon as they start coming on the market, they start flying off the market. So anyway, we had a 
mortgage broker come in this morning and talk about some of the changes that seem to be happening, and and I don't know that that's really going to help things. And speaking of mortgages, let's uh, go to Sandy, and do you have any information for interest rates? How are things looking from our interest rate standpoint? So um, once again, we're seeing rates, or I say once again, really still, we're seeing rates fluctuate daily. And so um, this was pulled from a local bank as of yesterday. You can get a 30-year conventional fixed mortgage for 6.875%, a conventional 15-year fixed for 6.25%. FHA 30-year fixed is at 6.5, as is a VA 30-year fixed. So six and a half seems to be, yeah, Yeah. it's been hanging out there for a little bit. We are kind of hanging at six and a half. That seems to be a a, a standard rate right about now. But always check, shop your rate, check with your lender. Really, you can check every day because it might be different. So whenever a buyer comes to me and asks, you know, first of all, you work with any other realtors, make sure I don't step on any toes. And the second thing is, have you talked to a lender about your financial options and, if they say, no, I haven't, um, do you have any recommendations? I normally send them three lenders that I feel like are decent uh, or, or that I've had positive experiences with. And I'll say, hey, check out these three lenders and let them compete for your business. Because a lot of people think, oh, well, that's the interest rate. And so everybody must be that interest rate. And that's not true. Some of the uh, interest rates can fluctuate a little bit, but where they really get you is in the closing costs. And a lot of times the closing costs will be more or less depending on which lender. And then there's a little thing called an origination fee. And that is how the banks get their money as they hit hit you with an origination fee, which is usually about 1% of the loan. So if the loan is $300,000, then there's a $3,000 origination fee. Here's the thing that a lot of buyers don't know is that you don't have to have an origination fee. You don't have to, they, the bank doesn't have to, they can negotiate that just like the real estate agents can negotiate their commission. And so I, whatever I've shopped for loans, I say, give me your best rate with no origination fee and no discount points. And discount points are similar to an origination fee in the fact that you are actually buying down your interest rate. So if the interest rate's at 6.8 and you say, hey, I'll, I'll buy a discount point, it's 1% of the loan, but it buys it down a quarter percent or a half a percent or whatever. So always talk to your lender and ask for those kind of options and see. And I think we talked last week about the float down. I don't know if it was last week or week before last, we talked about, you know, you could say, hey, is there a float down option? Can I, if the interest rates change next week lower, can I possibly lock in at a lower rate? And so those sometimes those are all options, but some strange things happening in our uh, economy and in interest rates right now. So just a, a crazy time. So, hey, let's move into our topic um, today, which we're talking a little bit about value. And just a disclaimer, we are not appraisers at all, and I'm not pretending to be an appraiser. However, appraisers pull information directly from the multiple listing service, which is the information that we get whenever we do a market evaluation of a property. We call it a comparative market analysis. It's not a formal appraisal, but we do look at what a home should be priced at and we evaluate um, and you can call it value. You can call it pricing, whatever you want to call it, but really what could you get for your house? 
And um, that fluctuates a lot. So, Cole, um, I don't know whenever you bought your house, what was the, uh, where, where did you go to start looking for houses before you even started, uh, you know, talking to a realtor? I went to Zillow. Why? Why Zillow? <laughs> I guess just because it's um, like when I was looking to move up here, it was just the thing I saw like on Facebook ads. And it just like when you typed in, you know, homes in Northwest Arkansas, first thing pops up to their Zillow or, Zillow or Realtor.com. And so I went. I went to there. <laughs> yeah. So if you're a seller, is there any benefit to going? Because now, so if you're a buyer, obviously Zillow pulls from our multiple listing service every hour or so they pull information from it. But if you're a seller, is there any benefit to, to go into Zillow to see what houses are, there are? Well, it's free information for the seller. And so it's good for them to, I guess, get a, a, an idea but Zillow doesn't know the inside of the homes like a real if they were to hire a realtor and it's re just really good to hire a realtor to come in and see your home and see if there's anything that you know may need to be changed or you know just upgrades or if everything's fine as is just to get a really good idea in the home make sure there's no foundation issues stuff like that. So Sandy uh, buyers use I think uh, well I I know this is a fact that Zillow's the most hit website in the world for real estate it used to be realtor.com. Um, that used to be the, the big site and then Zillow came on strong. And so now they're a billion dollar company and they have lots of money. And so when you do a search for an address, a lot of times Zillow is the first thing that pops up. So as a buyer, but I think fewer people know it as a seller tool. And you and I were talking about it a little bit, where does Zillow get their information? And, and, uh, so, yeah. So they draw it, uh, mostly from the courthouse. And so the, when you see the, um, uh, valuation that Zillow gives your home, it's going to be roughly accurate in most cases. But um, like Cole said, there are things that it doesn't take into account, any upgrades that you've done to the house. If you've finished out a basement, Zillow doesn't know that. There are, there are things that it doesn't know. Likewise, it doesn't know if there was a smoker in the home. It doesn't know if there are, you know, if dogs have... Um, ruined the carpet or cats have ruined the carpet you know so Zillow is a you have to look at it as a starting place but it's not going to be the most accurate in most cases so um, I've heard this expression all the time is that I'm looking for a ballpark so that's a baseball reference but so if we had an Easter egg hunt and I said, well, the eggs are in the ballpark, you could say, oh, cool. But depending on how big the ballpark is, uh, it may take you a while to find it. But at least, you know, the eggs are not in another state or they're not in another town. They're in the ballpark. And so right. that expression comes about from people saying, well, I'm looking for a ballpark. And I think from that perspective, that Zillow is not a bad option, especially I think you said it good. You said uh, it's a starting place. I think it's right. a great starting line for a seller to say, hey, I'm thinking about selling my home. I wonder what my house is in the ballpark. But, right. Yeah. But whenever we start taking that as the Bible, there's another expression is that that is the, you know, that that is the final word on what my house is worth. There could be some problems with that. And so they do pull from the courthouse. They do pull from our multiple listing service as well, but it's a computer. It's an automated, someone built an algorithm to go out and say, here's this address. And then it goes out and it finds similar property and those properties may or may not be like your house. And so it's right. a ballpark figure of what you're doing. So now I live in Bella Vista 
So what is one thing that Bella Vista has in Northwest Arkansas that a lot of people or a lot of other areas do not have? So most houses in Bentonville, Rogers, whatever, they go up. But Bella Vista, because we have a lot of hills, what is something that we have that others don't? We have basements, <laughs> a lot of basements. So, so the county assessor... Uh, he walks around. Most people won't let the county assessor in their home, and he doesn't knock on doors. So when he's assessing your property, he's walking around the property and going, okay, well, he can measure the outside of the house, but he doesn't know how much of the inside is actually done. And so many times, so whenever you look on Zillow, it'll say, here's your square footage. So you can look up your own house. My house has never been sold. My personal house has never been sold in the multiple listing service. I bought it for sale by owner whenever I bought it. And if you go in there, the square footage is not correct because I've got a basement and they don't know how much of that basement is actually finished. And so I've actually got more square footage than it's showing. So Zillow throws me a Zestimate and they call it a Zestimate. That's their name for their evaluation because they're not an appraisal company either. And so they call it a Zestimate and they say my house is worth this much, but I'm like, but I've got more square footage than that. And so that's where I need a more detailed evaluation. So anyway, just be careful. I think that that's the, the message that I want to convey is that, yeah, it's a great, it's information. It's free. It doesn't cost anything, but you might want to have a professional, someone who does this for a living, come out and give you a formal evaluation, which kind of moves me into where I want to go with evaluations of property. So I don't know about you, Sandy, but I've shown a lot of houses and I will show houses in the same neighborhood. And a lot of times whenever we go to these, especially in the more um, subdivision uh, oriented neighborhoods like Bentonville, you know, in the city, you go to those areas and a lot of the houses were built by the same builder. In fact, I think your husband's a builder. And so, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of builders, they make a lot of money building what we call spec houses and they build the same Floor plan over and over and over again. Roush Coleman Homes is a, a very big outfit. They're a big uh, company that builds lots of cookie cutter type houses. So whenever you go into a neighborhood, you go to one house and you're like, wow, this house is priced here. And then you go to another one, same floor plan, but the house um, isn't, it's been on the market for six months, but this other house just went on the market and it's under contract in a few days. What, what are some things that might be different about those homes, Sandy? Um, well, here's how I look at it. Back when I taught real estate classes, I learned that homes can have, actually commercial properties, have an effective age. Like they were built in 1992, but how hard have they been used? You know, and that homes are the same way. How well has that home been maintained? You know, do we have tiny little animals that, that uh, soil the carpets? Do we um, have a smoker that was in the house and is there a smoke smell? Um, do we have someone that is a tremendously good housekeeper versus someone who is not a housekeeper at all? You know, those are the types of things that can really affect the value of your home. Right. So... Yeah, we, we look at Built that. Built the same year, but not treated the same way. Right. And the way you perceive that property is different when you walk in. Right. If there's a negative smell, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's animal or whether it's just uh, smoke or whatever, that impacts your value uh, of the property. So what do we say in real estate? A home is only worth... 
what someone will pay for it. Which is so true. I mean, it's such a simple statement. You're like, well, duh. But that is absolutely true. You know, uh, we see things, you know, it's just like, why is why is gold valuable? Because it's rare. And then I heard recently that they discovered, I can't remember which country discovered a whole, like, a lot of gold, and all of a sudden the gold value on the market went down because it became less valuable because there were there was a whole bunch of gold found. And so now all of a sudden the gold is not worth much because it's not as rare. So same thing with a house. And one of the things that makes a house rare is maybe some of the features and amenities. And Cole, I believe, if I remember correctly, you've got a feature at your house that a lot of houses don't have. What is that? Uh, yes, sir. I have a swimming pool that me and my wife put in. And I love, I personally love swimming pools. And, and for somebody like me, a swimming pool means a lot when looking for homes. But somebody that's not a swimming pool fan means, you know, nothing. So, at, um, you know, just going by looking at homes and what their value is, some houses that have pools that for some people that's worth a lot of money. And some people that don't like swimming pools, it's worth nothing. So, so whenever you bought your house, was it a priority to either find a house that had a pool or to find a house that I could put a pool in? Uh, well, both, but we, the reason we got our house, cause we just loved it. And then, um, it was easy for us to put a pool in. Once I found out from our realtor, uh, that I could put a pool in, it was a done deal. But if I couldn't put a pool in, I, I wasn't going to get the house, even though we loved it. So it was a priority for you yes, to have a place to put a pool, but it wasn't necessarily a priority to have a pool already installed. Yes, sir. So I'm not going to ask you what you paid to have your pool put in, but I will tell you, I think I've got a pretty good feel for ballpark for what it would cost me a pool. So if a, if a uh, an owner of a home, a seller says, hey, I think I'm going to put a pool in. It's going to cost me $50,000 to put an in-ground gunite pool, you know, not not an above-ground pool, but one that's actually built in the ground. It's really nice. You know, it's going to cost me $50,000. And again, I, I'm not a pool guy, but I think I'm in the ballpark there. So it's going to cost me $50,000 to do that. And I'm going to have you come out and give me an evaluation. So I spent $50,000 on my pool. Is my house now worth $50,000 more? Uh, no, sir. Sadly, it's not. But I will say that somebody that is looking for a pool, um, that will mean a lot more to them. And, and you may get more, you know, if you're asking $250,000 for the house, you may get a little more or you may get full price. But somebody that doesn't have any interest in a pool, it'll mean nothing to them. Right. So I think that's interesting. Um, it's really difficult when, you know, I know whenever I, even I've been doing it for 27 years, someone asked me to come out and they say, hey, and, and the swimming pool may be beautiful, beautiful. But what might be, so are there actually buyers that maybe don't want a swimming pool, Sandy? Oh, absolutely. You know, there are some people that they just, they absolutely don't want it. They see it as a safety hazard. They have small children, you know, and as I shared earlier, like uh, I had a client that they were so excited because the home they were looking at had a pool in the backyard. They were just tickled. And we got to the house, walked out the back door, and you literally could have just taken one step and dive and hit the pool. The pool took up the entire backyard. So any future children that this couple may have had that would have been a tremendous hazard for them. You know, there was no barrier, no fence, no nothing. Just walk out the back door, take a step, dive in the pool. You're right there. So so that makes it difficult in evaluating that property. Sure. So if you're, if you're yeah. the listing agent and you go out and it's a beautiful pool and you can jump right in, and for some people that's exactly what they're looking for. But 
the, you know, if someone has a three-year-old that doesn't know how to swim, that may be a real safety concern and they may actually discount that property because of that. Right. right? So, but I will tell you, and I should have done this research before the, the podcast, but so there's 1,400 and Seven? Is that how many houses there are right now? 1,409. Right. 1,409 houses in Benton, Washington County. If I did a search for houses with a in-ground swimming pool, I'm just making a guess, and I'll have to check it later, but I would say maybe 20 out of 1,409 houses. There, there may be more than that, but I don't think so. Now, I'm not talking about a community pool. I'm talking about a backyard in-ground pool. Right. Not that many. And so if there's someone that's actually looking for a pool – you know, that that's that's worth something. So I would say it does add value, but you are not going to get dollar for dollar. You know, it's kind of like they say, as soon as you buy a used car or as soon as you buy any car, as soon as you drive it off the parking lot, it becomes worth less, except it's in, if you're in a pandemic like we were <laughs> the last right. three years. But yes. most of the time, uh, you're not going to get dollar for dollar. Let's talk about roof. I've had uh, a seller say, hey, I just put a new roof on. It cost me $20,000. So I should be able to get $20,000 more. Right? Sadly, no. <laughs> no? Why not? Uh, just because it, when, when people go to look for a home, they expect to have a good roof on their house or a roof that's you know, maintained where you're not going to get water in the house. It's just kind of like you know, when you buy a car, you expect to have good windows. So. Yeah. So, you know, I can't, if, if a car, I say, hey, I just put new windows in, it cost me $5,000 in my car. And you say, oh, you ought to pay me 5000 No, I, I really, most cars are going to have windows. Right. Most cars, are, most houses are going to have roofs and so what's the more important question? Not how not not that there's a new roof or a used roof, but is what? Is it functional? Is the roof functional? Does it leak? Yeah. 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 And if you're getting a loan, um, the the roof has to be insurable. And that is a really big question. Yeah. And so uh, if a seller comes to me and goes, "Hey, my roof is 20 years old. Um, it's insured, and does it leak? And should I replace my roof to sell my house?" So I'm always about crossing the bridge when we get to it. So mm-hmm. let's not let's not start uh, worrying about stuff that we really don't know is going to be an issue yet because there is a buyer that's going to come in and they're going their lender if they get a loan, which most buyers do, their lender is going to require that you get insurance. And that insurance before they will allow the house to close, they will send a uh, an assessor or not an assessor, but they'll send a adjuster, someone to go out there and say, does the house exist and does it have an acceptable roof on it? And so they will go out there and do that. But if the house is already insured and insurance companies communicate with each other, then there's a high probability that it will transfer over to the next insurance company or the buyer's insurance company. But every now and then we get a home inspection and the builder or the home inspector says, Remember last week we had, you know, we had a uh, home inspector in here and they get up there and they look at the roof and if it, they're going to write it up and say, Hey, looks like it's beyond its life expectancy. And then the buyer starts asking the question, well, I'm not going to buy your house unless you replace the roof. And if I represent the seller, first thing I say is, well, is it insurable? And so then you can, the seller can actually call their insurance company, have them come out and look at it. And then yeah, it needs a new roof. And sometimes the seller can actually get the roof replaced uh, before the buyer buys the house. And then the buyer gets a brand new roof, which is really nice. So anyway, I just find that interesting. What are some other things that may add or subtract value to um, a property? Cole? Um, well, for me, whenever we were going to look for 
for a home up here, uh, the yard was a big thing. Some people will not even go into a house if the grass is so high. They wouldn't even walk up to the house. So the front of the house makes a big deal for a lot of people. And just inside the home, how it smells and how it looks. I know it's a small thing, but just either cleaning the house or hiring a cleaning service to clean your house before you show it is a huge, huge thing and can make the biggest difference in the world. It really can. Yeah, absolutely. So showmanship, always call showmanship, you know, how a home shows is so huge. Sandy, have you had any experience with that at all? Um, well, n- nothing that comes to mind specifically right <laughs> this very moment. Spring. But, but yeah, there's, I mean, to me, I think when you, when you walk in a house and as an agent, if you are listing a home, you know, I think it's our duty as an agent to kind of look at a home and try and look at it through buyer's eyes because the homeowner is looking at it. That's their home, and they've lived there. They've raised their children there. Their kids have graduated. You know, they have emotional ties to that house. We as agents can look at things more objectively and maybe give them some tips about things that may or may not, like do you have a, a tremendous clown collection in one bedroom? That might not show Right. To a, you know, you might, they might be precious to you, but someone else might not perceive that as the sentimental, nostalgic uh, thing that you do. So, so I had a seller one time. I walked in that for a home evaluation and I was going to list the house. And I walked in and she was so proud of her plate collection mm-hmm. that was hung um, all the way around the living room. Uh, up there by the baseboards, and they were all these antique plates with all kinds of... Now, don't get me wrong, the, the plates were nice, but it literally took up every space from about, uh, you know, f- whatever, three feet from the ceiling. Down, there was a, you know, a space there that those plates were all the way around. It looked like a plate halo around the living room. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, I was like, your plates are beautiful. I was like, and I can tell you have a lot of value or that you place a lot of value on that. But I will tell you that it would probably be better if we maybe took those down and stored those for safe keeping for your next move and maybe maybe paint where those plates. Because as soon as they took the plates off, guess what there was? There was a round, right. a little bit of a worn spot on the wall. So you took it off. Then yeah. you had all, all these little <laughs> plate uh, indentions Impressions. in the... Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's really important that we... And I will tell you, if you are a seller and you're thinking about selling your home, you know, keep in mind that, you know, you want to market that property to the most buyers possible. And so, you know, try to put on your tough uh, Velcro or not uh, Teflon vest to say, okay, I, I know that not everybody's going to love this house like I do. And how can I, and allow that professional to come in and give you some, what we call constructive criticism. Cole, you had something? Yeah, I just wanted to, uh, two things. First, uh, just us here at Hutchinson Realty, all of us here, we, you know, if, if we're going to sell your home for you and you're going to list it with us, we're going to make sure to present your home in the best possible light as possible, like it's our own home, because we, we want to, you know, we want, when buyers come in or people come in to look at your home, we want it to be in the best light where people are like, wow, this is a beautiful home. It, it feels like home already to us. So that's why, that's why we're realtors here at Hutchinson Realty, but I wanted to make a 
comment to Sandy, what she said about the clowns. I love my father-in-law, but my father-in-law would have ran out of that house screaming, seeing clowns. So yeah, to some people that might not be a fun thing for them. There's a reason why there are some really scary movies with scary clowns. Scary in them. clowns. Yes, that's, that's true. Right. That's so, right. Well, uh, we're, we're getting close to running out of time. What I would like to, to kind of end with is what are some things, uh, so we want to get bang for dollar. Uh, as much bang for dollars as we can. What are some things that a seller can do? They're thinking about selling their home. What are some helpful things? And there's so many programs out there right now. And Sandy, you mentioned one, and I can't remember that off the top of my head, The fab, something to fabulous. What was it? The, oh, uh, Fixer to Fabulous. Fixer to yes. Fabulous. So I've got a friend, and I won't mention who it is, but I've got a friend who is has applied for that show. And so uh, he is hopefully going to be on that in the next six to six to months to a year. I can't remember how long it takes, but anyway, he had to go and get a loan and they're going to come in, they're professionals and they're going to redo his yard, his house, and they're, they're going to fix it up. And then, uh, you know, he's going to get that. And the great thing is, is if you've ever watched that show, you see this, this place that just really looks horrible and they take that thing and they turn it to fabulous. And all of a sudden it's great. But what are some things that we, some advice that we can give maybe some listeners today, then they're thinking, you know, I'm thinking about selling my home. What can I do that doesn't cost me an arm and a leg? Then I don't, you know, not swimming pool. I don't want to put a swimming pool in, you know, what do I need to do? What can I do that would actually increase the value of my home for minimum cost? I think some of the things that you can do really are a minimal cost. I mean, one of the things that's big for me is make sure all your light bulbs work. Mm. You know, when the realtor flips the light on, you want to make sure that that home is illuminated. Um, When it doesn't work, it, it creates doubt in the buyer's mind, whether the home has actually been maintained or not. Um, Cosmetic things, make sure that you have curb appeal, make sure that your yard is, straight and mowed make sure that your front door your entry looks very nice you know inside you can do cosmetic things let's paint maybe you loved that purple accent wall in the master bath perhaps the buyer doesn't so let's try and get it a little bit more neutral as as neutral as you can absolutely i was going to say because i've learned this before that uh, less is more. And so when buyers come in to look at homes, um, you know, you can hire someone that can stage it for you. And uh, you can, you know, take like, like photos, uh, hanging on a wall, just like personal stuff that, you know, people are like, wow, that's really cool to get their attention off, you know, uh, the seller's items, just to look at the home in general, because if you have a lot of furniture or items in your home, it can be very distracting for potential buyers. So my thing is less is more and then treat your house how you treat yourself, keep it clean, nice, make it feel warm and fuzzy inside and welcoming to the to the potential buyer. Absolutely. So Cole, as you were talking, I was thinking about this. Uh, I had a, a client years ago, probably 20 years ago, and she was an interior decorator and she loved to go into a house that just needed to be, and not gutted, but just was ugly. And she would go in and she would paint the property. She would put in new carpet, new paint, and then she had the most beautiful furniture and she would bring it in and then she would live in it for six months and then she'd put it up for sale. 
And whenever you went into that property, it looked amazing. And she spent minimal amount of money. She And she, sometimes she would replace a ceiling fan, but you go to Lowe's and get a ceiling fan for under $100. I mean, you can right. you put some really nice fixtures that show so much better than a home that was built in the 70s or 80s or 90s. I mean, you can literally update some of those things for a minimal amount and get so much more bang for your dollar. I thought of one more thing, too, that is a big deal when you walk in a home. And I think if you're thinking about listing your home, it's going to be helpful if you have someone come in, an objective person come in and actually smell. Smell. How does your home smell? You know, a lot of times when we have animals, dogs, cats, whatever it is, we get a little used to it and we don't think about it. But someone who comes into the home for the first time, that smell either really hits them or it doesn't. And so if there's a smell, let's concentrate on removing the smell. Don't try and mask it because you can smell that every time. But try and eliminate the, the odors that are distinct that might not be helping your home. Absolutely. Good, good word, good encouragement. So, you know, all I would say is that get advice, mm -hmm. get someone else's opinion, just like Sandy said, have someone else come in, smell and give you their opinion. And you don't want a yes man. You don't want right. someone. And I will tell you, there are some realtors that I've known that go in and say, I'm not going, I'm afraid I'm going to insult them. I'm not going to say anything. I will tell you that I don't know about you, but I would rather have the truth than a um, stained glass lie. Uh, I would rather uh, someone tell me, hey, this is something that, you know, and again, I don't want someone to insult me or, but I'd certainly like someone to tell me if there's a, if someone's going to perceive that red wall being uh, a problem, then maybe I should paint the red wall and right. that can make a big difference. So those are all really great things that you can do. And usually the cosmetic things give you the most bang for dollar, you know, uh, right. paint, uh, is relatively cheap. Even flooring, you can get a mid to low grade carpet and it makes the house smell newer. Car new carpet smells great. Mm -hmm. And so you can, you know, do that. And so sometimes refinishing a hardwood floor, uh, there's just all kinds of things like that, but rely on your, you know, your realtor on someone else's opinion and, and find out whether or not there are some things that you could change that wouldn't cost you a lot of money that may be perceived better. That will give you the most bang for your dollar. So guys, that's about it. That's all the time that we have. So uh, if you are listening today and you think that you are ready to sell your home, we have 23 experienced realtors here at Hutchinson Realty that would love to come out and give you a free home evaluation. You can always reach out to us at info at hutchrealty.com or you can go to our website at hutchrealty.com where you can view all 23 of our agents and their biographies. Hey, we want to help you through your next real estate transaction. If you like this podcast, don't forget to leave us a positive review and come back next week when we will continue our talk about Northwest Arkansas real estate. Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time.